welcome to the Whiskey Sisters podcast. I am Inga Larissa. And I am Jennifer Rose. Join our weekly adventures as we rock the whiskey world. We will be bringing you whiskey-related news and gossip, discussing latest bottle releases, and of course, tasting our way through delicious drams. We'll be hosting expert guests, hitting the road to visit some Scottish distilleries, and let's not forget dropping in some cheeky whiskey facts. Worldwide Whiskies with the Whiskey Sisters. New week, new episode. Today we are featuring Italian malt whiskey brand, Pune. And we will sample Pune Gold from the Core Range and Arte Number no. 1 from their limited edition releases. But first, it wouldn't be Whiskey Sisters without sticking our noses into that latest whiskey news. Stick your nose in it. Global exports of Scotch whisky grew to more than £6 billion for the first time in 2022, according to figures from the Scotch Whisky Association. The Asia-Pacific region overtook the European Union as the industry's... Put your teeth in, Inca! (laughs) As the industry's largest regional market, with double-digit growth in Taiwan, Singapore, India and China. And India replaced France as the largest Scotch whisky market by volume. Oh my God, France has been the biggest for a long time. Yes! But despite double-digit growth, Scotch whisky still only comprises of 2% of the Indian whisky market. Wow, that's phenomenal and just gives you an idea of the scale of the whole operation there. Exactly, there's loads of room for growth. The Scotch whisky experience on the Royal Mile in Edinburgh, Scotland, which celebrates its 35th birthday this year, will officially relaunch in June, following a comprehensive refurbishment worth a whopping £3 million. Work has already begun on the revamp. The visitor experience will be aimed at both whiskey aficionados and those that are new to whiskey. Susan Morrison, Chief Executive of the Scotch Whiskey Experience, said, we'll be creating a theatrical and magical experience to tell the story of Scotch whiskey production, blended with technologies which we believe have never been used before in a visitor experience. Our team have been nurturing this vision since well before the pandemic and excitement is building. We can't tell you more yet but we promise what we have in store will be breathtaking and truly unique sounds great but do you think it sounds a little bit like the johnny walker tour that we did a while ago I didn't like that Johnny Walker tour. I liked it because I was there with my pal and we had a great laugh. I liked it for the comedy value. <laughs> yeah, it was like Willy Wonka's yeah. whiskey tour. It was oh, so Disneyland. weird. We did the sensory one and it was a bit like it started with the musical. And like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But this, I think this sounds similar, but I hope it will be a bit more, I want to say serious, but I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, I kind of like, I would struggle to know how to properly describe the the Johnny Walker experience. Don't want to sound like totally derogatory because I think it's cool that it's like a beautiful attraction and loads of people go and maybe be curious about whiskey. But for myself, it just kind of was like super weird and spooky as if we were going into some sort of like cult headquarters. And I think this sounds like quite exciting and I'm all for new innovation, bit of neon, bit of rock music, I don't know, smoke machines, wind machines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smoke Moving machine. stages, rotating beds. 
I don't know. I don't know if that's what um, they will have in store. Yeah, I think what bothered me most with the Johnny Walker one was the speed of the tour. It was oh. so like so fast. Move it was, here, and it was hilariously end, fast. We were yeah. flung through the whole thing. Exactly. They didn't even let us finish our drinks. Yeah, exactly. At the end, they're like, yeah, you can choose two drinks. And then we're like, we're still almost juicing them. And they're like, okay, you need to go now. Bye. Yeah, cheerio up the road. Yeah. The tour guide guy was super cute as a button, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. But yeah, it was super weird. Other news I got here is the Alchemist Cocktail Bar in Glasgow has introduced a brand new out-of-this-world whiskey dispensary that allows customers to experiment with the new type of spirit drinking. Located just off George Square, the Alchemist is a new cocktail bar and restaurant that opened in December 2022. And it has already earned fans from Glasgow and beyond for its creative and unconventional cocktails. But the newest experience is the Naked Malt Dispensary, which allows visitors to experience the future of spirit drinking. Sounds very serious. Mm -hmm. Um, The high-tech dispensary conjures three naked malt cocktails. I don't know. Naked malt, I don't get it. Pete's Fuzz. (laughs) (laughs) Nearly naked. Sour trip. To use the machine, customers first enter a token into a slot. After this, all you need to do is choose your cocktail of choice and watch the dispensary whizzes to life with illuminated vessels and plumes of fragrant smoke. The -the state-of-the-art machine is intended to highlight the versatility of whiskey. Well, I'm going to go in and try that now. I'm curious about that. Yeah, go and do a reel. But I think if you want to highlight the versatility of whiskey, is that the right way? Why don't you just have like a special whiskey cocktail menu with like you know three four cocktails that highlights how you can use whiskey because i don't know i'm always skeptical about these pre-made cocktails that are too sweet even those names are kind of putting me off well i read about this bar opening and i thought it sounded pretty exciting and i couldn't go the night that some family members were going you and i were actually doing a live and i was like so how was it and they were they were all underwhelmed oh really yeah Mm. so you should pop by though i'd like to hear what you think in the name of research i'll pop on by and i also just to finish the news section i have personal news (gasps) drum roll please okay number one i got two pieces of news actually so much has happened in a week i've finally purchased my Rossi cask yay i don't know if i'm crazy or genius <laughs> but it's done and dusted and now eight to ten years i don't have to worry about thing i'll see what happens how exciting inca and good to yeah. have heard your journey of being on the waiting list and so for new listeners tell them a bit more about the spirit in your cask at rassi distillery 225 liters of peated goodness in a ex bordeaux cask oh very nice yes maturing in a beautiful isle of rassi and yeah they keep it for 10 years after That's- 10 years so i can choose i will go we'll go and sample it you know once it's actually whiskey at the moment it's only seven months old so congratulations Inca that's amazing and just think when your whiskey's ready you'll be almost my age (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) oh my god love it 
Okay, so uh, let's hear about this other news because I'm excited to hear you talk <laughs> about it. It's very exciting, listeners. Brace yourself. So I have been shortlisted on uh, as an emerging talent in the spirits communication of the year in the International Wine and Spirit Competition Awards. I don't know. Did I say it right? It's just yeah, a long. You did. <laughs> And it's just such an amazing accolade, Inca. Congratulations on being shortlisted. It's a tiny group of shortlisted people and it's worldwide entries, isn't it? Yes, but also big thanks to you because a lot of it's about Whiskey Sisters and not just on the source again. So we are celebrating this whiskey journey together. Yes, I just and show up and drink and chat, Inca. Come on, you're the brains <laughs> of the operation. But for our listeners that maybe don't know, because I didn't know and was Googling a bit more about it, so the IWSC is the world's largest and most influential spirits awards. So that's a really epic achievement, like total groin slap. Boom! <laughs> Thank you. But like by the time you're listening to this, I might have had the news whether I won or didn't because they will let us know on the 22nd of February. So if you're listening in the morning, we might not have the news. But if you're listening in the afternoon, go and check Instagram and we will know. And if you're listening to this years later, dead sorry, this is all kind of irrelevant-ish. <laughs> still exciting though. But still exciting. Yeah. Exactly. Well done, Anka. You worked so hard on your blog on the sauce again. And, uh, you know, and you do like so much in Whiskey Sisters. So well done you. Whiskey Sisters! Pune Distillery is the first whiskey distillery in Italy, located in the far north in the middle of the Alps in the Venosta Valley. The distillery can take advantage of the special climate and the pure alpine water. The water is sourced from the nearby Stelvio National Park and the name Pune comes from the river Pune which flows through the valley. Pune is a fairly new distillery however. So whiskey production, it began in the spring of 2012 and their visitor centre, it opened in autumn of that same year. So the building, oh my goodness, the building, we'll talk about that in a bit. The building design took inspiration from the traditional barn windows used in the region as well in many parts of Tuscany. And this piece of tradition was then used to create a unique modern outer frame for the actual distillery. What do you yeah. think of the design of oh, this? Oh, it's amazing. It's kind of funky. It's very square, boxy, isn't it? Yeah. But, but with the light coming through those little windows, oh, it just looks amazing. Really cool. Super innovative. Yeah. And those uh, those barn windows, you see them everywhere around here where I live. Most buildings, and I love when they convert those barns into like apartments. It creates yeah. a really funky feature, and it just looks really nice. And I love that kind of blending of tradition, but kind of modern innovation, and the unique design doesn't stop there. The bottles were designed by young Italian designer Christian Zanotti. Zanzotti. Zanzotti. Sorry, Christian, honey. Zanzotti. The top half of the bottle is varnished with black matte colour. Got to love that. Jen loves her black. I dress <laughs> like Johnny Cash, pretty much always in black. So the top half of the bottle 
black matte colour and the shape of the bottle is rather unusual. It looks almost like the top part of a still and the aim was to create something modern and luxurious, something that matches Italian elegance. I'm not like massive fan of the bottle design, although I love the kind of matte idea, but Mm -hmm. saying that it definitely... You will see it on a lineup of whiskies when it's on the shelf. You definitely know, okay, that's Bonnie. That's what you want. In such a busy market. Yeah. And the distiller uses traditional pot stills, which actually came from Scotland. Instead of steam, overheated water is used to heat the stills. This allows very accurate control over the temperatures during distillation. The Bonnie distillery has a three-mold approach. They use rye wheat and barley, although some releases are single malts made with 100% barley malt. The plan is to eventually only produce single malt whiskey and use the three malt mash in the occasional special releases. I was actually in touch with the distillery and they advised me that this is mainly due to the change in European spirits regulation and the rising cost of production and raw materials. And currently, Mm -hmm. however, the core range is still made using the three malt recipe, but that is something going to change in the near future. From the beginning of their whiskey making, Pune have been using a range of casts to mature their spirit in, as well as the classic ex-bourbon and ex-sherry. They have used peated scotch casts, different Italian wine casks and new oak. Due to the warm summers and colder winters, we've been thinking a little bit about different sort of climates. We thought about that with Drob Dietrich in the Blackened episode and a little bit in last week's episode with Mark, didn't we, from Glenfiddich. Yeah. So the maturation um, due to the warmer summers and colder winters is accelerated and that's why Pune malts tend to have more complexity than is typical for a younger age. And the core range consists of three award-winning whiskies. And their flavor profiles vary from fruity to spicy. And like I said before, these ones are with the three malt recipe. So it will be funky to see how they're going to change when they're going to be single malts. Because obviously, it's almost like they're starting from the beginning. Yeah. So they have the gold release, which we will review shortly. So I'm not going to mention too much of it now. Another one is Sole. And that is four years old and bottled at 46% ABV. That's actually one thing that I really like about this Italian whiskies is that they use higher ABVs. Yeah. And the Sole is first aged in ex-bourbon barrels for two years before being finished for another two years in XPX sherry casks. And there's plenty of honey, pink grapefruit on both the nose and the palate. And the distillery also mentions blood orange, which actually was very noticeable on the nose when I was trying it. I've tried some of these whiskies just to clarify. Uh, they sent me some samples, but they were such a small sample, so I couldn't send Jen all of them. So that's why we're only doing two. Boo, yes. <laughs> Yeah. So on the palate, it turns into fresh orange pills with soft walnut oiliness and spices, a fairly fruity palate with some cereal and kind of nice soft finish, quite fresh. And I think it would make actually a quite nice highball in the summer. Oh, yeah. If anyone from Pune is listening and Inca's talking nonsense and she got big samples that she could have shared, just, <laughs> just directly message me and let me know. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) Then there's Vina, which is five years old, bottled at 43% ABV. And Puni Vina has been aged in ex-Marsala wine cast sourced from Sicily. This was like a fruit cake with cinnamon spice, dried fruits, especially like sweet, juicy raisins. There was some walnuts as well. And the palette has similar notes with added dark fruits with plums and cherries and dark chocolate chips and chocolate ice cream, oily mouthfeel on the finish, but also the whiskey really sticks to the glass. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love looking at that. That's really nice. I like the sound of that one, actually. It's, yeah, it's one of my favourites. Pune Arte is a limited edition category which showcases the Pune whiskey in a different way. It can be anything from a unique cast to different malt combinations to an extended fermentation period. Basically, this category will allow plenty of room to play around with different elements of whiskey production to create those unique expressions. So currently there have been three expressions which are simply numbered Arte 1, 2 and 3 and we will be sampling Arte number 1 soon. Arte number 2 is a no age statement and it is bottled at 46% ABV. This is the first release where the distillery combined two different malt recipes. One was distilled using a three malt recipe, which was then aged close to three years in ex-bourbon barrels, followed by a five-year secondary maturation in new casks. The second recipe is our first single malt whiskey, which is distilled from barley malt only. And this was matured for over four years in ex-bourbon barrels. The outcome is dry yet sweet. The sweetness of honey and vanilla is complemented by a spicy ginger, freshly toasted tobacco leaves and hay. Quite interesting combination. I like the idea of having two different recipes and putting them together. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Something a bit different. Definitely. Arta number three has higher ABV again at 50% and is aged for five years. And this is the first pure single malt whiskey distilled from 100% barley malt and matured in various eggs, sherry casts. So from that, you can expect lots of delicate flavours, coffee beans, dark chocolate again, wild honey, combined with the notes of grapefruit and ripe berries. A touch of dry oak and spicy nutmeg rounds off the taste and gives this whiskey a full and balanced bouquet. Yeah, that's the latest release from them. Actually, it only released quite recently recently so I haven't tried that one but that's kind of I would assume that's kind of showcasing the new style that yeah. is going to be out there very soon. A nice the- high ABV and I like the sound of those notes don't you? Yeah definitely. Then they also have one more series which which is called Aura and Aura release uh, releases are also limited edition whiskies, but these are bottled at cask strength to allow you experience the whiskey in a raw way, untouched way. Unfortunately, I didn't have the samples for this one. It has spent two and a half years in ex-bourbon barrels before being transferred into ex-peated casks for another four years. And the second one is bottled at 635 ABV and it's matured eight years in ex-Marsala wine casks, which again are sourced from Sicily. I would love to try that one actually because I do like the, the other ex-Marsala. And sourced from Sicily. Sicily looks so beautiful. Have you been, <gasps> Inca? No, but I'm going this year. Finally, we're going on holiday, like a proper, proper holiday for two weeks. I'm going to tour around Sicily and do lots oh, of stuff. Wow. And I can't wait. Oh my God, that's so cool. Have you watched um, the series called called White White. Lotus. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Just finished the second season. It's mental. (laughs) It's so good, isn't it? 
Oh, the ending just made me laugh so much. Sometimes I feel like the character that Jennifer Coolidge plays, like, I got a lot of problems, <laughs> like if I'm I having know. a bad day. <laughs> well, oh, my God. Just quick spoiler alert. If you haven't watched this show, you might want to mute now just because I'm going to spoil the finish <laughs> of, the, <laughs> of the episode. But I have to say this. So, oh, my God. I wish they would. I'm hoping that they would do a third season and have Pamela Anderson as her, like, grieving sister or daughter or cousin or something that would be so cool <laughs> don't you think we should have had her running along the beach at the end scene oh my god she was like she would be awesome did you watch her documentary recently no but i've always been a bit of a fan of pamela oh, some of, my eye, the, some of my eye makeup style has been taken from her in the early 90s she's kind of an icon isn't oh, she oh i actually really like her i watched the documentary and she's so sweet and how she's still yeah. like i can't like i marry all these guys just because I can't, i'm trying to find the same that i had with tommy lee but yeah. i can't and if i can't be with him i don't want to be with anyone but then i can't be with him either and i was like oh so sweet that no i must watch that documentary actually well, but that would be funny i think she would be perfect for the part brilliant <laughs> dram on fire okay so for this week's dram on fire let's start with a gold gold always believing i've been trying not to sing but it i think i just need to embrace it and people can fast forward if it starts if it's <laughs> yeah. Offensive. yeah wee bit of spandau ballet there from the 80s i'm so obsessed with the 80s but we're going to start with the gold from the core range and this one is aged for five years and bottled at 43 percent gold is described as a classic style of italian malt whiskey is aged solely in first fill x bourbon casks I've got some in my glass right now. Very light color. Very, very light. Yeah, straw, would you say? Yeah, yes, definitely. I, I wrote down straw as well, or very light honey. Aromas, this one needed a little bit of time in the glass. I was thinking like ripe bananas sitting in the sun mm -hmm. with faint salty toffee and semi-ripe peaches. Maybe even those, you know, foamy banana sweeties. Oh, nice. That's what I was getting. Very nice. That sounds like my notes from Puni number one. But anyway, I, I've definitely definitely not swap the samples unless you've given me the wrong <laughs> wrong labeled samples maybe we are that sounds totally like my notes on the nose for one no on, you would know if the one is slightly peated so okay so i get kind of like well i actually totally agree it took a wee while to get some notes i found it a little bit perfumed like roses maybe a bit of runny honey and sweeties i've got jelly sweeties you know not kind of overpowering candy floss sweeties but just like gummy sweeties that you would smell in the bag yeah, getting marshmallows now. Oh, nice. I love a marshmallow. And how about the palette? It shocked me. It was different than I imagined. I was getting green pepper, fennel, gooseberries, cinnamon boiled sweets. I was like, what the hell is this on the palette? After me getting the jelly sweeties on the nose. Oh, wow. I like that gooseberry thing. That's quite interesting. Yeah, kind I of like sweet, but wersh and sour. I was still getting bananas. I was thinking pancakes that I make sometimes with very ripe, sugary, sweet bananas with porridge oats and like even touch of like maple syrup yeah i know it's been in the glass and i'm sipping like i'm having a drink of it again just now and i'm finding it much more of that kind of creamy sweetness so can completely get on board with like your pancake batter or pancakes or like baked goods you know like scones they're not 
again yeah. super sweet but kind of baked stuff yeah I found it quite like oh shocking at first but I'm sucking yeah. away at it quite merrily it definitely sweetens over time um but I think there was still something like spicy there but like sweet spice like cinnamon yeah. and vanilla maybe even some ginger but in a sweeter way yeah totally at first I was getting a kind of green apple and a little woody on the finish but again I'm finding the finish sweeter now as well what about you yeah exactly I wrote oaky but now yeah. it's not as oaky it's definitely much sweeter much more caramel like um definitely the bourbon influence is coming through I feel so. quite tipsy on these samples I think <laughs> I feel as if they're stronger well 43 percent it's not that strong no I know maybe it's just the kind of day I'm having I'm just feeling the yeah. effect a little feeling bit the more. Italian love <laughs> exactly all that talk of Sicily so was it gold for you I liked it I was actually gonna say like oh I don't know it wasn't that good but now that I'm going back to it, it definitely yeah. improved over time. So it's nice. Yeah, I totally agree, agree with Yinka. I always know when like I've sampled something, I'm not so mad in it. I'll just kind of leave it and I'll look, I've hardly taken any, but I've gone back and, you know, sipped away. So that's always a good sign. Yeah, easy sipping for sure. For sure. So the next one was the Puni Art the number one and this one was also 43% ABV. This first limited edition was aged nearly seven years in a combination of first fill ex bourbon barrels and several ex peated scotch whiskey casks. And Puni mainly works with Artberg but they have used some other peated casks from Isla as well. Super interesting, eh? How was the nose for you? Okay, again, just want to point out super light and straw like in the color again. Oh, yeah, definitely like yellow evening sun. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I've got salted popcorn, hay barn, and mashed banana. Oh, salted popcorn is a good call. As soon as I put my nose back into a glass just now, I'm like, oh, yeah, that kind of slightly buttery salted popcorn. Exactly. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. What did you get? No, there's definitely a sweet, gentle smoke uh, with a touch of soft nougat. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that come from. It's just a bit I'm saying, Duffy. I think nougat is a little bit more nutty, isn't it? Yes, yeah, slightly different. Yeah, it was really nice. And also kind of, I'm thinking like um, Chinese pork sauce that is a bit sweet and fruity, you know? Oh, nice. And maybe some stewed apples. I didn't get any smokiness on the nose at all. Really? None. I get it on the palate, but not in the nose. Yeah, sure. on the palate, I got like a charred wood smokiness and like some savoury crackers. Not like super savoury, but like just even like a kind of plain cracker. I got the cinnamon boiled sweets again, but I got a really nice light, you know, like those summer fruit tarts and it's maybe like on a flan base and it's got that kind of weird gelatine stuff on the fruit. Kind of like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. For me, the palate was salty, salted caramel coated mackerel, but in a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> no way yeah but there was also something crisp maybe like a red apple or something like see now this one's been in the glass because i'm going back to sip more i feel that charred smokiness is more potent with the air with yeah. the whiskey being you know in the air for longer but it's really nice contrast with the sweetness as well as we know i'm peak curious not mega peated but i don't find that overpowering I find it kind of gently gentle and like nicely balanced it's funny though that is how much influence you can get just from resting your whiskey in the casks that used to have peated whiskey rather than using peated spirit in the first place totally mm. I, at first I found the finish super woody and pretty long it's a little bit of kind of it's kind of woody smoky now and 
slightly sweet on the finish. Yeah, I was getting tobacco leaves with some oak as well, but I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, they're good. I think it's quite exciting, the first distillery in Italy, and it's like a badass, modern, yet traditional building and quite innovative whiskey making processes and tasty spirit. Yeah. Oh, also, just sipping this again and glanced at my notes. And I wrote this. What do you think? McDonald's fries with salted caramel sauce. Ooh. <laughs> the saltiness. I, what do you see, think? See if you had that right now, I would try it. I'm kind of yeah. hungry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's funny because it is kind of salty with the caramel thing. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get that kind of savoury sweet. No, that's a good call. Even the smell of like Mackie, like McDonald's. Like the sort of oil smell. Yeah, the oil and the salt together. Yeah, I love salt way too much. I know you're not. I know me too. Love it. (laughs) Sometimes, like in Italy, especially in Tuscany, they don't use salt when they make bread. So sometimes I literally put salt on top of my bread. Good call. (laughs) Before I put butter on. (laughs) <laughs> they don't even use salt in a butter. I think a little bit of what you fancy keeps you keeps you right, keeps you on track in life. Exactly. When I before I started sampling on and looking into Bonny Distillery, all the feedback I heard or saw on social media, a lot of it was quite negative, I think. Really? Yeah, so I I really didn't have high expectations, but I did want to try these with the open mind. So I was I really was positively surprised by these releases. But also I'm slightly saddened by the fact that they might be changing them completely because then I'm worried again, like, okay, whether is it gonna be good? But I think these were really nice. And the Vina I really like and I like the Arte one for the lovely sweet smokiness. I really liked them actually. At first I thought mm, these are kind of okay, but I've really enjoyed sipping away at these samples i'm actually finding it a tough call as to which one i prefer because the nose on the puni number one i really love but as i'm sipping with air in both of them i actually think i'm veering towards the gold oh okay i would go for the smoky mm-hmm. but like it does make sense how the special climate can influence the aging process and it's it's funny to see how light the color on these is really the vina that you didn't have has a slightly more dark like a slightly darker color but mm-hmm. it's very much and then most of these whiskies are quite young so but they're not lacking complexity so i would definitely encourage people to try them if you see see them in a bar just give it a chance leave in the glass for a little bit give us some time whiskey sisters whiskey fact can i just point out as well with this award nomination this whole like spirits communicator in your second language. Can we just have that on record? Because that's pretty cool, isn't it? Well, thank you. (laughs) Right, that's plenty. Don't want to get your head too big, but that is pretty cool. Today, we are decoding worm tubs. In short, worm tubs are a type of condenser. It's a traditional way of turning spirit vapour back into liquid. The linarm at the top of the still is connected to a big, long, coiled copper pipe known as the worm that sits in a huge vat of cold water, so basically in a tub, which is usually outside. As the vapour travels down the worm, it condenses back into liquid form. Worm tubs will have an impact on the flavour of the new make. 
So generally speaking, it produces heavier spirit with um, sulfur elements. There's simply less copper available in this condensing method. However, distillers can influence the way the worm taps work and therefore help to create different characters. If the flow of cold water into the tap is rapid, then condensing will take place quickly, resulting in a heavy sulfury spirit. Think Glen kimchi or spayburn for example and some other distilleries like motlach break cold water onto the line arm just before it descends into the worm this speeds up condensing even more and helps to create meatiness for the new make and talisker on the other hand passes a lot of cold water through the top condensing the vapor quickly to reduce the copper contact so you're going from the vapor phase to the liquid phase. By retaining warm water in the warm tub, they can slow down the condensing process and allow much more of the copper con conversation with the vapor, creating a lighter style of spirit. Although saying this, this is relative as it will still be heavier than the light spirit made in the distillery with this other type of condenser, which is known as shell and tube. Mm. There aren't that many distilleries using worm tops at the moment, although some new distilleries have installed them and perhaps we will see this tradition doing a comeback. Mm. Super unchaste in here. Yeah, I want to say there were 16 distilleries using this more or less. You've been listening to the Whiskey Sisters podcast. We are at the end of another episode and we hope you've enjoyed our trip to Italy and the whiskey that it's producing. So next week we are bringing you our best glassware chat as we are sampling the same whiskey using several types of glassware. Does glassware shape Matarinka? Yes, I can't wait for this one because I've been wanting to try all these different shapes with the same whiskey for ages. So I want to see if it actually influenced the tasting experience or is this a Again, another marketing gimmick. So wait and see and join us next week. But while you wait, listen back on previous episodes if you missed any. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at whiskeysisters.podcast, Twitter at whiskeysisters, and Facebook at whiskeysisterspodcast. Okay, award nominee, Enka Larissa. Until next time. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. May your glass be full and your dram on fire.